Welcome back to Let's Buy Podcast. In today's episode, I get to have an amazing conversation with Tate Johnson, who is marketing director of Electric Hawk, trap enthusiast and manager to Bad Habit and Zangara. I am so excited to introduce y'all to this incredible person in our community. So let's vibe into today's episode. Happy Tuesday, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so happy to have you guys join me. Today is Monday while I'm recording this, but happy Tuesday to you guys. I'm feeling feeling okay. (laughs) It's that time of month. I'll update you a little more in the vibe check, but we're feeling good because I am so excited to be introducing you guys to Tate. She is so, so amazing. I will talk a little bit more about her Also feel so amazing because you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, I have my little microphone arm stand for the podcast now, so I feel so much more professional. The look on YouTube probably looks great, even though I probably don't look my best, but it's fine. We're fine. We're going for the all natural look today. Um, But don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Like I said, I'm so happy to have you guys joining me, and I hope you guys are doing good and you're feeling good and just ready for what February has in store. January was a very crazy month. My manifestations happened a lot faster than I anticipated. I can't share too much on this episode. I know I've been teasing you guys, but just stay tuned for my post on Instagram on Friday and the podcast next week um, and maybe a vlog on Sunday. So just stay tuned for it all. (laughs) And then you guys will get to know what's been happening and how my January exactly went. But some exciting things are going on. First... First order of business, let's get into today's vibe check. For those that are new to the podcast, I do a vibe check at the top of every episode, which is my way of checking in with you guys. I do these every other week as um, next week will be a mini vibes episode. So that is where I get right into the topic. If you are not familiar with that, so today is a full episode. So we are doing a vibe check. So what we'll do is we're going to take three collective deep breaths together And then we're going to answer some questions, kind of check in, see how we're feeling and everything like that. So I had to take that first breath, but let's take a big inhale in and exhale it back out. Inhale it in and back out. Last one in. Hold it and back out. Oh, I always feel better after doing that. Then I'll ask the following questions and you can think in your head journal, whatever feels good. So how am I feeling today? Do I like this feeling? What could this feeling be trying to teach me? What could make today better or is there a need to? What are three things I'm grateful for today? What could I affirm for myself today or a goal I can set for myself? Now I'll go ahead and share how I'm feeling and you can ponder those questions throughout today. So today I'm feeling pretty good. Um, It is my time of month. I was waiting for it to come, you guys. She finally came, not to freak you guys out. I wasn't having like a pregnancy scare or anything. But um, in case some of you didn't know, I did make the switch to a copper IUD. I am off the hormonal pill Um, I have gone with a non-hormonal option. And so because I came off the pill, I kind of had a period back in January, but it wasn't like my usual time and it wasn't like, (laughs) it wasn't around the usual time. So I was kind of wondering when my real period would come back. 
And February 1st, she's here. She's knocking on my door, um, just letting me know what's up, you know. <laughs> and I also had some breakouts, so it's fine. It's very interesting just getting in tune with my body again, not being on hormones and kind of just seeing how it's going to balance itself out. So I'm being hopeful. The I heard the first three to six months are pretty brutal, but I'm still being hopeful. I'm very glad I made this decision, um, but we're just kind of going with it. So I really want to make it a goal now that I'm off the pill to really lean into my cycle. And I think that will help me creatively. It'll help my body as well because I want to make sure I'm doing like the right workouts during certain phases of my cycle and that I'm eating right and all that stuff. Sorry if you're a boy and listening to this, but I just have to get that off my chest. (laughs) Um, And so that's how I'm feeling right now is just kind of leaning into all that. I set a goal for February. Um, I am going to have a very heavily focused career month, I want to say. Um, And like I said, I can't share too much just yet. So stay tuned um, to my Instagram on Friday and a vlog on Sunday and next week's podcast episode on that. But this is my last week to really just like just be going with the flow and everything. And next week, my life is really going to change. So I'm giving you guys hints. You guys are probably picking up what I'm putting down, but I'm very excited for what's to come. So I'm just trying to enjoy this week. Um, And I had a good weekend. You know, I went to yoga for the first time in forever. My friend taught a class outside at the park and it was so needed. Um, Today is Chase and I's six month anniversary since we've been officially dating. Even though I think him and I both kind of count from like when we had our first date, which was March, but we became officially boyfriend and girlfriend six months ago today, which is crazy. Um, And I love him so, so much. (laughs) Um, You guys can probably already go see on my Instagram. I'm about to write some mushy posts. I don't know. I'm in my feels about him. Just love the kid and spending time with him and everything like that. And it just feels really good to be supported by him. I kind of want to do an episode of like how you know you're with like the right person. So maybe that's an episode I can do soon because I've gotten some questions on it. But let me know if that's something you guys would like to see. Um, But yeah, we just like support each other's goals. Like we just talked about last night what our goals are for February. And I just thought it was so cute and I felt so supported. And yeah, he's just great. Um, do I like this feeling? Yeah, I would like my cramps to stop, (laughs) but otherwise I'm feeling pretty good. Um, what could this feeling be trying to teach me that your girl is on your, her period? (laughs) Um, what could make today better or is there a need to? I don't think so. I'm trying really hard to enjoy this time I've had off. I've been off since last Wednesday. I go back to work on Wednesday. And so I've just been trying to enjoy this and not work too much. So I'm definitely learning, you know, balance between masculine energy, feminine energy, which that could be a whole podcast episode. But masculine is like your go, 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 productive, getting a lot of stuff done. Feminine is more like art and moving your body and relaxing and self-care and all that stuff. And so I've really been trying to prioritize that. And yeah, I've just been loving it. So finding that good balance is how I can continue to make today better. And then three things I'm grateful for today. I put number one, opportunities flowing to me. I definitely feel very supported by God and the universe. So I'm feeling very grateful about that. Um, Number two, I put feeling secure by the universe and God. So those two kind of go hand in hand because I've had a lot of opportunities flowing to me and I feel very supported in that sense. 
Um, I made a very big leap. I'm going to be making a very big leap. So things have just been kind of playing out to support me and it feels really good. Um, and the number three, taking time off. I haven't taken time off um, really since I graduated from college before I entered corporate America. <laughs> like I take time off for festivals, but you guys, vacations are not festivals. You know what I mean? Like real vacations where you do absolutely nothing and just relax. Like festivals are just like go, go, go. You know what I mean? So it's fine. We're fine. But it's been nice to just have some actual time off. And like I said, leaning into that feminine energy of giving myself that rest. Because as I've been hinting, things are about to change. So I really need to just be on my game and you know, having that rest is important to refuel my creative energy and refuel all of that. So just really been enjoying that. Um, And then goal or affirmation. So in yoga yesterday, my friend Bridget, she's been leading this yoga class. um, And I'm actually going to be on her podcast this week, which I'm so excited. So stay tuned for that. Um, She said during that practice, I can do hard things. And I just really resonated with that and it really just made me feel good that I could say that because I'm about to do some hard things (laughs) and I think it's a good reminder that I can do hard things. I can do these things that are hard because I've done stuff like that before. You know, I moved out to Austin when I didn't know anyone. I started Vibe with Aid when I had no idea how to start a blog. I became this influencer and platform when I just like had no idea how to do it. And it's hard. So I think it just lets me know that I can give myself credit and know that I can do hard things. So I think that'll definitely have me feeling a lot better and supported as I have a very big month ahead of me. (laughs) So that is it for today's vibe check. Oh, excuse me. So be sure that you guys are checking in with yourself as well as checking in with others. Um, We're still in a panorama, as people would say, a pandemic, a pizza hut. You know, the TikTok comments where people are like, not in the middle of a panoramic. (laughs) I think I saw someone say not in the middle of a Panera bread or something. (laughs) But not to joke. But yeah, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So it really is important to make sure that you're checking in with yourself it's the start of a month. So what are you doing to check in with yourself? Did you check in with yourself last month? How did last month go? Um, And you guys can check out last week's episode on how to do like an end of month check in so that you can feel like you're starting your month out on the right foot. So that is it from me. Before we get into our guest today, I'm going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, you guys, taking this quick break to remind you that this episode is brought to you by The Stage. I recently partnered with them in all the Let's Buy podcast episodes you can find on The Stage, as well as my YouTube content. For those that don't know, The Stage is a hub for EDM creators, um, and you can find podcasts, festival footage, pod, or <laughs> you can find podcasts, festival footage, YouTubers, YouTube vlogs, all that kind of stuff all in one place. So if you guys want to go check out the stage, just head to stagehoppers.com and you can discover a ton more content if you seem to like stuff like this. So thank you so much to the stage for having my content hosted on there. Now let's get back on to today's episode. I've talked enough. You guys have probably heard me talk enough. So let's get into this interview with Tate. 
I think I first became acquainted with her through social media. I think she followed me. I followed her back, loved her vibe. I think Grave With Me Hente reposted a couple of her stuff and I'm like, I really dig this girl's vibe. Her and I also exchanged some Twitter DMs at some point. Um, We were just talking about being a creator in the middle of a pandemic when it comes to festivals and everything. And, you know, my goal with this podcast and interviews, I've had some time where I wasn't bringing on guests because my imposter syndrome and all that was really getting to me of like, oh, like who's going to want to get interviewed by me? Like who's going to want to be a guest? And I've just completely shut that down. And I've just reframed it as like, I just want to talk to people that I admire and have a conversation with them and just bring on dope people to this podcast. And Tate is one of them. This is actually the first time her and I have talked in person ever, you guys. And I just wanted to get to know her and share her with you guys and everything like that. So we talk a lot about music. We talk a lot about Austin because she just moved here. We talk about being a creator. We talk about so much different things. Her and I probably could have talked forever. We both have earth signs. We're both earth signs. I think we're both Tauruses. So we could have just gone on and on because I, you guys know I'm an earth sign. I fuck with other earth signs. (laughs) And so without further ado, let's welcome Tate to the podcast. Alrighty, you guys, I am so excited to welcome Tate to the podcast today. Tate, so say hello to everyone. Hi guys, how are you? (laughs) I am so excited, you guys. We've been chatting on social media for like so long, it feels like. And I was just like, you know what? I just want her on the podcast. So you guys are going to get to hear our conversation of just like getting to know each other, talk about a bunch of different things. She's in Austin. She just moved to Austin. So I can't wait till we can like physically like hang out in real life. But for now, this will do. Um, but to get started, Tate, if you just want to give an introduction to yourself, to the Vibe Tribe and everything about you. Yeah, so I am Tate. My full name's Tate Johnson, if you want to go there. Um, I'm 25 and I do a host of things. I don't know. It's like so hard to intro myself because I'm like, I love music. I'll just stop there. I love music. I do a lot of stuff in music. Originally from Baltimore, Maryland, spent time I went to school in Ithaca New York in upstate New York in like a really small town and then after I graduated I moved to New York City um spent like three years there and then 2020 happened and I was like I gotta go so I dipped went back home for a while and then I moved to Austin and now I'm here just chilling so (laughs) yeah that's so interesting I didn't know you lived in New York that's so Interesting. I've only been once and that was when I was 16 and I like want to go back so bad, but I feel that I, f- I know a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people in California and New York are like, gotta go, yeah, <laughs> gotta blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the vibe check, you've listened to the podcast before, so I've already done the vibe check, but we do it with every guest here too. Just want to check in with you. So first off, how are you doing? How are you doing today? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good pushing through, you know, the demotivation that the gloom (laughs) is kind of cast on me, but I'm doing good. Awesome. Yeah. It's a gloomy day here in Austin. You guys, it's been raining the past couple of days and it's not it. (laughs) It does not pass the vibe check. (laughs) No, it does not at all. (laughs) So her and I were both just trying to work through that, but, um, and then three things you're grateful for today. I should have pulled this from my journal and just cheated, but I'm going to go in on the fly. Um, Three things I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for art. 
I'm grateful for family and I'm grateful for honestly trap music. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite artists from trap? I mean, the I OG so Mr. Carmack, but yes. then some newer people, Sebjin, I've been really into. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm butchering his name, but he's, I think he's from Paris mm. and he's just a sick trap producer. Um, and then who else? Liney, Bad Habit, my artist, um, and a bunch of different. Do you have a trap playlist? Trap. I do. I okay, do. Yeah, I need gonna... to update it though. I need to update okay, it. Okay, update it and send it to me because I knew I knew you were gonna come in with the recommendations today. <laughs> yeah, for sure. for sure. And we'll get a little bit more into that too. Um, so then last thing with the vibe check, affirmation, goal, mantra, anything that you're focusing on right now. So it is a quote, and I thought it was really good. And it is always do what you are afraid to do. Oof. And that just hit home for me today. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. That's definitely something I've been working on. Like even having guests on this podcast again, like I didn't have a whole lot last year when I first started because I was just like imposter syndrome. What are we going to talk about? Why would they want to even come on my podcast? Like, you know, the you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And so I totally get that. Um, and so that's something I've been working through. I'm like, okay, we're gonna have more guests on, need to put myself out there, need to do it. I was a little hermit last year. <laughs> it, I mean, look, it, it was a year, you know, yeah. I feel like anyone, any way you were, it's like you survived it, period. Like, that's just like, kudos to you. You know, that's how I feel about everything. People are like, oh, I was this, or like, I wasn't as much like myself. I'm like, dude, do you realize what we just went through? Like, yeah. We just went through a historic event, you know, yeah. like give yourself grace. For it's sure. like that one meme. Um, I'm really tired of living through historical events every day. <laughs> Literally every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's what that meme reminded me of. I'm going to put it up on the screen for people yes. to see. But I saved that meme because I was like, yep, I feel that. Like, honestly, I need a medal just getting through the year. Um, but looking towards this year, what are you most excited about? How do you feel like you're still kind of navigating the pandemic and everything? Honestly, I feel like I'm like, I thought I was going to have this moment of like, it's 2021, like whatever, but I didn't really. And I'm kind of glad that I didn't. Cause I think it's allowed me to be more open to just doing small things. You know, like I journal every day now, which is like iconic. And I'm like taking time. Honestly, you kind of inspired me because you be getting up early as hell. (laughs) And that inspired me because I am not a morning person at all. Like I sleep in, but I've been trying to like set my alarm, get up, take a minute for myself, you know, journal, do some other things before I jump into work. So I'm just trying to make small kind of changes and hopefully I'll get closer to being a better version of myself and not have too high of expectations. I love that. That's so great. And I'm glad I inspired you getting up early. It's hard, but like you get so much more in your day. Yeah. I don't know. I prefer, I'm definitely a morning person. Like I just feel more awake. Like I have to wake up a little bit, but like that's Mm -hmm. when my brain is working the most. Like by the end of the day, I just, I can't. (laughs) See, I'm like flipped where like I'll have, I'll wake up I mean, I don't wake up that late, but I'll wake up kind of late and then it'll get to the middle of the day 
and I'm like over it. And then by night, I'm like ready to sit back at my computer okay. and like do work. And then I like do work super late, but I'm trying to kind of flip that because I feel like it's just not the vibe, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's all, that's what 25 I feel like is. Cause you said you're 25, I'm 25. I feel like we're just like, <sighs> figuring that stuff out and we're like okay I like this I don't like this like let's make a change that kind of stuff yeah and so um what do you do you have a full-time job right or explain your job (laughs) because I feel like you have multiple things going on yeah so full-time technically I work for Unilever actually oh, okay. um the big conglomerate that has Dove, Suave, yeah. Shea Moisture, Ben and Jerry's like all that stuff um and I am a like brand manager in the experiential department for okay. Shea Moisture if you don't know Shea Moisture it's like a natural kind of curly hair care brand okay. um and so I basically am in events which is funny because of the way life has changed but anyway I could maybe get into that a little later but (laughs) yeah so that's like my full-time job okay and then part-time even though I feel like this is my second full-time job I work for Electric Hawk I'm the marketing director there um I do some cool shit there I say I'm better on Electric Hawk's Instagram because I actually do what I've been taught to do on Instagram on their Instagram so yeah um, I run kind of like I oversee socials for Electric Hawk and I'm able to do a bunch of cool stuff with them. So that's dope. And then I picked up a new freelance thing doing like tech streaming and like producing mm-hmm. events in 2020. So I kind of learned what all the back end for that was. And I started kind of delving into freelance for that. I don't know how long I'm really going to do that. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I do freelance, like graphic design, social strategy, branding, marketing strategy, et cetera. So I'm like trying to think like, is there anything that I'm missing? <laughs> I also low key help on my friend's clothing brand, Malika Apparel, which is a pan-African clothing brand. Ooh. You should check it out if you don't know about it. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to end my jobs at that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so multiple income streams or we hope we hope hope. (laughs) um did you go to school for marketing or what did you go to school for yeah so I went to school for integrated marketing communications so thankfully my program I don't know if it's everywhere now like it might be standard across schools but when I was in school it was kind of like a newer thing and it basically taught me marketing ad pr media planning graphic design branding so I learned across all marketing damn I could have used that (laughs) like honestly I didn't even know what I was getting myself into because originally I was undecided like I was an Mm -hmm. exploratory major so I was doing like English classes and like random psychology stuff and then I was like this kind of sounds comprehensive like maybe I should do that and so I switched into it and while I was in it, I didn't realize how useful it was but after I graduated I was like damn like this yeah Yeah, because I feel like I graduated with a marketing degree, minor in PR, international business certificate, but I think they added something like that after I had graduated. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up extending my education and did a digital marketing apprenticeship here in Austin. And I did that for a year, which helped me get my job because they were, they paired me with a company. I would go to class Tuesday and Thursday nights. And so I was working full time, going to class. And then I was basically learning 
ads. I was learning like extra, all of that stuff. Right. Um, and then I, graphic design is something I definitely want to like learn more about. Cause I'm so good at Canva. I'm like, okay, let me like figure out how I can do other stuff. So that's on my list, but I feel like I could have used a program like that so much. Yeah. I mean, it was super helpful. And I think like, in certain aspects, it's not because, okay, you learn a bunch, so you don't necessarily go as deep into other, like, certain things. Yeah. And I also feel like while I was in the program, I wasn't realizing, like, how useful it was. And then when I got out, I was like, dang, like, I should have paid more attention to media <laughs> buying, or, like, I should have paid more, you know, so. Yeah. But it's definitely super helpful. And to the graphic design thing, I feel like graphic design is super hard. <laughs> so don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. And also Canva is iconic. And it's for so everyone great. out there that tries to delegitimize Canva, it is an incredible user experience, even if you know how to design. Like I know yeah. how to use Adobe Creative Suite, but I still use Canva because it's easier, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I... I like create everything on Canva. I like all my graphics for Vibe with Aid. Like I just refreshed all the Let's Buy podcast branding. Like it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so great. So if any any of you guys are like looking for things, even like I had a friend, she was like, I need to make a flyer for work. Like, where do I go? And I was like, Canva. Yep. <laughs> like it'll help you so much. Everything. Like they have templates, like everything there. Um, but that's awesome. So with Electric Hawk, I want to hear about how you got involved with Electric Hawk. I've known about them for a while, I feel like on Twitter, and then they've just blown up in this past year, I feel like. Yeah, dude, like, honestly, it's kind of serendipitous. Um, because, like, long story short, in November of 2019, I actually lost my grandfather and he was like a parent to me. Like mm -hmm. it was probably the biggest loss I've ever kind of experienced in my life. But right following that, like I was, I had basically taken a month off of work. Like I was like down bad, yeah, like really yeah, yeah. not okay. And then um, I was just on Twitter and I had been following Electric Hog for a while too, but I started seeing the egg, like the hands and the feathers yeah. and the egg. And I was like, I what's going that. on? And it was popping off on EDM Twitter. So I was like, bro, I don't know what this is. Um, and so anyway, they announced the comp album mm -hmm. and then they opened up like, hey, we're looking for, you know, new writers. And I used to have a blog of my own and I wrote about music, mainly mm -hmm. R&B, hip hop, rap stuff. But like, I love writing yeah. um, and I like, I'm a writer in my course. So I was like, whatever, like whatever. So I just sent in a Masego write-up I had done. And then I joined the team as a writer. And then, you know, from there, I was a writer for a while. And then kind of the opportunity opened up for me to do social, like around January of last mm -hmm. year. And I was kind of like, this is perfect. Like, this is my degree. This is my job. Um, so like in real life, so this works. And then um I ended up kind of falling into the role of like the marketing director like I, I was a marketing manager for a while but I was pretty much like I own the Instagram like yeah. everything you see that goes up on IG it's not necessarily designed by me but like I'm posting I'm writing the captions all of that so um it's crazy it just like I I ended up just having like a super crazy path to growth there and I'm really thankful for the electric hog team because that team is just so hardworking. Like we're like yeah. 25, like 25, yep. 26, 23, 22 year olds. Yeah. be out here bussing. Like it's I know. Crazy. It's crazy. I, I see the hustle. I see it on Twitter. I, and the community that you guys have, like even between each other, I can like, 
feel that just through Twitter, which is insane. <laughs> but yeah. then also just like seeing what you guys produce. And like, I noticed the same thing because you probably picked up on this when the feathers and the eggs, all that stuff was happening. You're like, this is genius marketing. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like that was my thought too. I'm like, what is going on? This is genius. Like who's doing this? And like, obviously picked up on that with them. And even like most recently with the billboards that I helped out with, with the In Unity, right? Mm -hmm. That album is so good. (laughs) I just listened to it finally yesterday. I finally got around to it and it's so good. Um, Yeah. For people. And shout out to them. Shout out to like Noor and them for for doing that. Because that was an incredible, like the track list, the way you play it, like the order, impeccable. So for people that don't know what Electric Hawk is, Um, how would you describe it to people? Electric Hawk is a music sharing community, but like tangibly we're a blog and we're Mm -hmm. a record label. Um, and hopefully soon to be kind of like an agency hybrid. Um, but, but yeah, the bread and butter really started out as a blog. So Daryl, who's the CEO and founder, also an incredible human does OD work like he knows how to do visuals and graphics and like it's just unbelievable um started as a blog I think about three years ago and then slowly brought people onto the team it became a label I think at the end of 2019 and then now it's like you know we're a strong label and and we're you know still pushing out stuff for the publication so yeah and they're doing live streams too I remember catching some of those I think there's one this weekend but this will be up after that but if you guys want to check out Electric Hawk definitely do all that because they are really great and have some awesome things planned just from what I've heard um and some of the artists that they have been putting out and like even that in unity album like is amazing so I also feel like they are really great in terms of like representation in our community and I'm sure that's something that you could talk about is just like the inclusivity that they stand on and the fact that um there's a lot of women on the team as well right yeah so it's funny because the leadership team I'm pretty sure is like maybe two dudes and it's like all women it's like eight yeah. like seven or eight women um and honestly that alone is iconic but I think just the work the conversations we have behind the scenes about how to be more inclusive like that's really where the gems are and although people can't see that and you can see it like through socials and the way we like mm-hmm. we did a you know in harmony and solidarity stream during the political unrest and it yes. like all the proceeds went to like Black Lives Matter organizations. We're always trying to give back to just like, you know, the underserved, the underrepresented. Um, And I think it's been incredible for me because although I am like the only Black woman on the team, I think being able to have a space that's safe where I can like put stuff out there that may be like a hot take, but it's like real, like we need to talk about it and no one like jumps down my throat or like takes oh, me out, awesome. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's very much a place where like I can share something that may be like controversial or bring up race or be super direct and maybe an uncomfortable conversation, but we have those conversations. Um, and I think having a space like that, even though we're still growing and still trying to be inclusive and like get more people on the team that reflect that, I think just having that culture and that mindset is like, something that I haven't found like anywhere else. Yeah. Did you feel like there was more of a shift given like what had happened last year um, to having that kind of conversations? 
Yeah, for sure. I think like within electric hawk, I definitely think so just because it's like out of sight, out of mind, you know, yeah. like if you're not seeing like, oh, political unrest, you're not talking about all the time, yeah. which good because it's a lot like to yeah. deal with mentally. Um, but I think in the greater community too, like it was good to see people start having these conversations. It was good to see like, hey, let's resurrect I, the fact that like house music is black music you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. this music is black music we belong in this space like we deserve to be in this space we shouldn't be pushed out of this space like let's have these uncomfortable conversations um I think it's been kind of sad seeing that a not all of it or most of it was performative like some of it was performative um and that's unfortunate but also that's just like the lay of the land you know yeah. um, I think also it's like if you can choose to ignore it some people do and rightfully so because if I could choose to ignore it I would too you know yeah um but I definitely think that there have been real changes that have been made after for sure yeah definitely I would agree with that and I think as time has gone on we're starting to see you know like similar things performative allyship and everything but I feel like for me I have done what I could as much as possible, but then I'm still like learning, like, and I want to figure out how I can put that towards others. Like you talked about the history of house music. Like if I'm getting up on a deck and making a mix, like I want to know everything behind that. You know what I mean? Right. And so like, I've been watching documentaries and like trying to inform myself because I don't want to just like go up on a deck and not know what's the history behind all of that? Like, um, I watched, uh, what we started on Netflix. I don't know if you saw that. I, I didn't even know this existed. I just watched it this past week or two weekends ago when it was snowing in Austin, my my boyfriend and I were watching that. And I was like, Whoa, like I just learned so much like about how disco died out kind of, and then Mm. how house emerged. And I was like, wow, like this is crazy. So even, even when like things are going on, I'm like, there's still more to be done, you know, but I feel like my eyes have definitely opened in the past year. And so I was curious how it felt for you because working with someone like Electric Hawk or working kind of basically in the music industry in a way, um, how that felt for you. Um, What is some advice that you would give, say either a woman or a person of color that wants to get into the music industry? That is so hard Yeah, because I feel like it's already hard to get in the music industry. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in general, um, honestly, I would just say like, look for people, like look for yourself. And that's also hard because there's like little to no representation, but I think even if you can find a woman, you know, that you look up to that you are, is doing it and killing it, you can try to figure out how to get in contact with her or any kind of opening, whether it be where you want to be or not, you know, like I started as a writer. I didn't know I was going to be doing, you know, marketing or be a marketing director. So like, if there's any opening and if there's anyone you can look to, to be like, Hey, like, this is the person that maybe I can talk to, or maybe can be a mentor to me do. Cause I think it is very hard to get in the music industry and representation like doesn't exist. Um, and that's just like the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's hard it's hard like I feel like like it's like I'm in the music industry technically but I'm still like man I don't know I'm trying to yeah yeah yeah, I'm trying to jump in the music industry you know but 
Yeah, yeah. I was just curious because I, I feel like it's just with anything, you just have to have that passion and you just have to kind of figure it out. But I was curious if you had any, because I know that might be some people that want to like get into the music world somehow. And like, that's honestly how I started Vibe with Eight because I was supposed to go to school for music business. I was going to go to Belmont University for music yeah. business. Was like, couldn't afford it really. And then also I'm an only child. So I was like moving away to this Nashville school. Very scary. Yeah. yeah, very scary. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay in state, do the in-state tuition. That's the cheaper route for me, you know? And then um, got a business degree, but I kind of forgot about the whole music business dream while I was in college. Like I was just like, I'm just getting through college, got involved in student government, sorority life, all that, you know? And then when I graduated, I was like, oh yeah, here's this whole thing right. I wanted to do. And like, it was a mentor got it out of me. Cause he kept on asking like, what's your why, what's your why, blah, blah, blah. And then lo and behold, vibe with eight was born. Cause I was like, I don't know how to get into the music industry. Like I just have this idea. So I'm not even really technically in it, but I'm creating for it. And like, basically put myself and inserted myself into the conversation. You know what I but mean? That's like another tip. Like, you, you know, you're, you're spitting facts. Like that's yeah. like true. Cause it's like, if you don't find your lane, make it, you yeah. know? And like, there've been a lot of times where I was even like, you know, should I start something? Like even with my old blog, like I started kind of like writing about music and like seeing what was good. So that's kind of another, another strong tip I would say is like, if you can't find it, make it. Yeah. And the worst case scenario is like, it doesn't pop off, but like, at least you're, it's your why, you know, at least you're yeah. doing what you love. So. Yeah, exactly. I've like, I've told people that if you haven't picked up anything in quarantine, it's totally okay. But if you want to start YouTube channel, podcast, anything, start it yeah. now, just do it now because by the time festivals come back, shows come back, all that stuff, like you'll be ready to go. You know, you've yeah. already figured out how to edit. You've already figured out how to film all that stuff. And you can start out very basic. Like I told her today, I just got this mic stand and I feel so professional. <laughs> and it's been like a year since I've had this podcast and like three years since I've been creating content. And it's just, you can work up to that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so let's take it back a little bit. Cause so you said you like trap and then how did you get involved with electronic dance music? how did you get involved with like going to music festivals? Like, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So oh, the good old days, yeah. <laughs> So basically like I was your, like, you know, the girl that like you, you would hear like Zed once, you know, and you're like, oh, lit, you know, but like, this yeah. was like 2011 or 2012, okay. like back in the like yep. OG days. Yes. Um, And then, so I kind of wasn't into it. I was, I had a very small phase of like Borgor. Oh, <laughs> I was just like into hard dub. <laughs> but like, I knew that wasn't my jam, you know, yeah, like yeah, I was yeah. into it because I could like hear that like parts of it I liked but it wasn't yeah. like what I liked so I I kind of wasn't into it and then I went to college and the girl living next to me who ended up being like my best friend in college she showed me like Flosher Domus oh. and Plume and Uzi yeah. and I was like bro like <laughs> and Disclosure Latch oh my god one of my favorite songs of all time you and all me time. Plume remix one of my favorite songs of all time. They're beautiful. We'll play it any day. 
Um, so 2013, I really started getting into it. And that's when I learned about like the sub genres and all that. And then I remember in my orientation, this girl that I was like, just randomly with, she showed me a Tomorrowland video and I had never seen anything about festivals. And I was just like, I have to go. How can I go to this? So I just was like watching that video for like the whole freshman year. And then that summer, I went to my first festival, Moonrise, in Baltimore, which if you've ever been to Moonrise, you know it's a shit show. (laughs) But I went alone the first day. So my first festival ever, first day I went alone. And it was like lit, though. I was just like walking, doing whatever I wanted, like vibing. People were like, hey, you're dope. I was like, yo, it's lit. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And then the second day, like my friend who showed me kind of EDM and then like her friends, they all came through. And that's the first time I saw Chami because her friend, her boyfriend was like, yo, or no, she was like, yo, my boyfriend and his friend, like they are talking about this dude named Chami. Like we, and this was like before Chami blew up. This was like 2014 Chami. Wow. Like, he was like on the smallest stage yeah. at Moonrise. Yeah. And I was like, whatever, like I didn't know. So I was just like, I'll go with the flow. We went oh to the set. And he dropped the Aluna George remix. And I was just done <laughs> ever since. Yeah, I was like, we're out here. Like I, and then I had an obsession with Chami. But yeah, so that was like where it started, like 2013, 2014. Okay. And then I went to like EDC New York. Then I finally made it to like Electric Forest. And wow. then 2019 was my iconic festival year mm-hmm. because I went to like Wakan. I went to Imagine. I went to... Four, like I went to so many festivals yeah. and then 2020 popped off and killed it all. But what was your last festival before the pandemic? Literally Okeechobee. Oh my god. Literally at Okeechobee. Blessed. <laughs> and the wild part though about it is like also I have really bad anxiety. So this mm-hmm. is a preclude to this story. But yeah, yeah. I went to Okeechobee and I was like kind of bugging because Corona was like people were starting to talk about it, you know? Yeah. But like yeah. at that point there there were like three cases in Florida or something. So I wasn't bugging. But then when I got there I was like, bro, like mad people. Like I don't know like what's going on. I literally called my parents. Oh my gosh. Can I leave? Like, what did you think I'm gonna get COVID? And they were like, bro, like you're there. Like, just chill. Like, you're there. You should have thought of this before. I was like, whatever. So I just thugged it out. But amazing experience. Love Okeechobee. That was my first Okeechobee ever. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, yeah. I went to Cross. So we both got festivals right before this exactly. all happened our one year anniversary is coming up and I'm not mentally okay about I'm that not okay I'm really not a, I'm not gonna do well I, yeah right. when that date comes when those know. memories pop up I'm not gonna be happy at all no. <laughs> uh so what has been your favorite festival out of all of them Ooh, I mean you gotta say electric forest I feel like just because because you're on my podcast I paid her to say this everyone (laughs) energy yes big earth sign energy like very much the vibe but I'm trying to think honestly though if I had to say a festival that's like newer that isn't electric forest that is like my favorite I have to say Wakan okay the one year it was here it was really lit it was a it was very small 
Mm-hmm. So you could hear, like, from our campsite, we could hear the sets on main uh, stage, which was just so nice because yeah. I was passed out and I heard, like, cone sound and, mm-hmm. like, percolator, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So the lineup was also just, for my taste, very iconic. Yeah. But, yeah, Electric Forest definitely takes the cake for sure. I love a good small intimate vibe festival, though, I will yeah. say. They're so nice. And, like, you get they to see are. the same amount of people and stuff. I love good small ones. But Electric Forest... Ugh, it's always the best. How many years have you gone? Three. Okay. Yeah, I've gone three. So this it was one... going to be my fourth. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be my third. <laughs> we'll make it back one day. Ugh, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. I literally, like, I've thought about it and, like, my eyes start tearing up just thinking yeah. about, like, waiting in line, like, even getting to the campgrounds. Like, I'm just going to be so emotional. <laughs> I know. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like, and maybe, I mean, let me know if you feel this way, but I've had to like repress memories, like almost to be like, bro, I'm not going to think about this set because if I think about it, I'm going to cry. Like I'm legitimately going to break down. No, my boyfriend Chase, uh, he's never been to EDC and we've been talking about EDC and he's been asking me like questions about it. And um, he had me pull up Porter Robinson's the world set from 2017 (laughs) and I kid you not I I know exactly where we're standing you can see the totem in the YouTube video and I just almost was like I'm right there (laughs) like like it doesn't even feel like it's real you know what I mean no that's like what's sad is like you look at the videos I can't even look at my old vlog like I think I have like a, a I don't even, I think I have an Okeechobee vlog even from like last year. I can't look at it. No. Like at all. I can't even start it because I'm just like, what was that life? And then I start feeling old. Yep. And then I start thinking about, <laughs> oh, when festivals come back, how old am I going to be? And then I'm just like, nah. no. Like I can't go there. No, I'm the same way. People are commenting on my old vlogs. They're like, thank you so much. And I'm like, I can't even touch these. I'm glad I could help you, but I can't look at them. Yeah, more power to them for being able to watch it. Honestly. Yeah, honestly. So um, I was going to ask, so you've been going to festivals for like, what, a while, six years? Yeah, six, yeah, Seven pretty much years? six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's well, like your top tip to give to people going to music festivals? I would say be open. Mm. Go into it with like a positive mindset um, because this actually ties into a funny story because I took, in 2019, I went to Bonnaroo for the first time. Okay. And I took like, four of my friends to their Mm -hmm. first festival like all of my friends it was their first festival ever they're not into EDM like they they are a little but they're not like yeah EDM like people um and they've never really been to festivals and I was like guys like I'm gonna do all the planning I'll tell you what you need to buy but just go into it with like an open mindset and it was the most beautiful thing seeing like them just like blossom you know and just like so open and like be ready and excited and like be ready to like pivot like one of my friends literally lost her phone the first day and she was like (laughs) it's fine and I just kept being like I was like it's at lost and found don't worry it's at lost and found you got it she went to lost and found it was there you know so it's like just go with the flow enjoy your time like don't have expectations I feel like that's 
my top two. Yeah. Would you say you're the rave mom or like the crazy aunt or like a completely like the lost child? <laughs> what, what? I feel like I'm like all of them. All of them. Point. Yeah. At one point I'd be throughout the weekend. So, yeah. I'm definitely the girl who like is like, I'll be back. And I did and I'm like alone. But I'm also definitely the rave mom because whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever's going on if my friend needs me like I'm there yeah, you know? yeah and yeah. I can be like what do you need I got you um so, yeah I'm definitely yeah. the rave mom I'm also the wanderer from times and so like <laughs> I'll either leave the totem with someone or I'll take it with me and I'll be like this mm-hmm. is where I am you guys know where I am and then sometimes I'm also rave mom but I'm like okay today I'm taking off so like right. someone needs to take, take over off. or yeah. like you got to fend for yourselves because I need a break <laughs> yeah but I will say though I feel like going with people that you like obviously everyone sometimes needs a rave mom but like when it gets to the point where every time you're at a festival with that person they like need help it's like talk to your friend (laughs) or like you know because like it's to your point like every rave mom needs a day off yeah yeah. bust one loose yeah I feel like that brings up a good point I don't know if you notice this but like the difference between raving in college and going to festivals in college and then the difference between post-grad adulting raving in festivals is just like so much better in that sense because one we all have jobs we can all afford to like go and have a good weekend ball out like none of us are like scraping pennies (laughs) everyone has a bed everyone has a bed I remember we would cram so many people into hotel rooms because we all were like balling on a budget and then we all can like pretty much hold our shit together because by now we've like we've grown up a little bit we know our limits a little bit better but um so I just thought that that was interesting I don't know if you feel the same about that too Oh yeah, for sure. I think my college, yeah, my college rave days were so chaotic, even though they're still chaotic, but yeah, it's a, it's a more nuanced chaos. Yeah. It's like like a a responsible chaos. chaos. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You got to plan for it. Um, so I want to talk about you moving to Austin. I want to see like what was the reasoning why why did you pick Austin and then how you like it so far because I love it here obviously you haven't been able to see a whole lot I don't think but yeah tell me what inspired you to move to Austin yeah so kind of like I said before New York I was in New York and I have bad anxiety so anxiety New York City and a pandemic don't gel at all um so I basically I got home from Okeechobee and that was literally the week we locked down. So I didn't go to work that whole week. Cause I like saw it coming. I was like, no, nah, I don't <laughs> trust this. And I just stayed home. And then we ended up being on lockdown. Um, and shortly after that, it got to a critical point where I was kind of like, I'm like, my mental health is like rapidly declining. I need to yeah. leave. So I went back home and then I had, in my events job, I had traveled a lot. So like I had been to Austin a couple of times. I had traveled just like a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, Austin kind of stuck out in my mind. And I was also like, okay, I'm at my parents right now. So if I'm going to justify moving during a pandemic, it needs to be somewhere that is safe, <laughs> somewhere that is cheap. Yes. <laughs> and cheaper, at least cheaper than my New York apartment. Cheaper than New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then just, 
I started thinking about new places. Like I wanted to kind of go out of my box and, but also go somewhere that I had been before. Mm -hmm. So I looked at Denver Okay. And then I looked at Austin and I was like, obviously leaning toward Denver because the music, like I also have a lot of people that I know there. Um, but I ended up feeling like, you know, I feel like everyone's moving to Denver. Let me move to Austin. Like, let me just try a new place. And I kind of decided that Austin would be like my incubation period, you mm. know, where I just moved to a new place. I hunker down I create a space that will facilitate what I need to get done or, you know, whatever. And I just like spend the year and just like do the thing, you know? Um, So I wasn't looking at it necessarily as like a permanent thing. Yeah. And I was kind of just like going with the flow, but I mean, I love it here so far. Like I don't go anywhere. I will admit I'm very (laughs) paranoid about COVID, but yeah. The places I have been, beautiful. The weather, iconic. 75 in January, amazing. Like, yeah. I'm so hyped, you know, to be in, like, a new climate and just be around a new vibe. Um, but I definitely do want to explore. And I know, yeah. and also I chose here, too, because, like, I know the music scene is popping when it's not COVID. And yep. I know there's, like, a bunch of cool nature things to do and things like yep. that. So I do want to explore. I just have to, like, break down the fear and the paranoia inside me and just like do it you know yeah yeah I get that where what part do you live in I live in South Austin okay I'm like kind of 15 minutes away from pretty much everything which I've discovered like I can like go 15 minutes and go to downtown I can go 15 minutes and go to like north well like 20 30 and go to like north domain we don't really go up there once you live yeah, south like, you you'll learn once you live yeah. south you don't go past the capital <laughs> yes like exactly. I yeah I lived north my first year here I lived uh 53rd street airport boulevard area which was like pretty it was like 15 minutes maybe from the capital I want to say but all my friends live south and I was like well yeah. this is a place to be so I ended up just moving um, down south in 2018, I think it was. And like, I okay. love I love being down south. It's just great. And th- that's the thing about Austin. Everything's so close together that even if like yeah. wherever you pick, like you'll be pretty close to downtown. And like, it's now that we're all working from home anyway, you just want to pick a place that's like a good area. Like the area I was at before, I felt so isolated at. And so yeah. now I'm in a better area where I can walk outside. Like I feel better, like, uh it's great. I love it here. I can't wait for you to go to shows too. And like Austin city limits, South by Southwest. I haven't done South by Southwest, but it's definitely on my list to do. Um, I did South by Southwest. I oh, you did here. Yeah. Cause I came here in 2019. Yeah, oh, okay. 2019, South by Southwest for yeah. my job. Um, okay. And that was like when I like first, I think that was my first time in Austin yeah I think that was my first time in Austin I remember I like googled places to go to brunch and I went yep. to like Snooze AM oh yep. I was like so hype and like all of that but yeah I mean South by is crazy though I remember like going in the bar and look at being like on the balcony and the streets just filled yeah and I'm just like I was like what is go like I've never seen anything like that before like so many people so for me because I never get a badge it's the most overwhelming thing to understand and yeah. all the free stuff going on is so overwhelming for me and like I, everyone's like you need to do an aid because like people want to know about it and I'm like I don't know what to do. 
<laughs> but I still don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's been, so he was like, when South by comes back, like I'll, I'll take you around. Cause he's been here for five years. So he's done okay, South yeah. by he's done all the free stuff a couple of times. So he was like, I'll help you. We'll, we'll figure it out. And I was like, thank you because I don't get it. <laughs> No, I was overwhelmed. Like, even when I was here for it, we had, there was like a girl that we knew that lived here. And she was like, I'll tell you where to go. Like, I'm going to tell you where to be at this time. Yep. And I remember we even Ubered like to 6th Street. And I was just like overwhelmed immediately. Yep. <laughs> we like got out of the Uber and I and I was like with my boss. Like we're with, I'm with my boss. Yeah. Going out like at, during South by Southwest. And I yep. was just like, what's going on like, there's <laughs> too much happening around me it's yeah crazy. it's like a, it's like it's cool though for sure yeah yeah definitely can't wait for you to see Austin when it's like livened up even though I say like it's pretty normal right now yeah here. like we're not locked down for those that don't know like we're not locked down um everything's like either mask required uh smaller capacity that kind of stuff but like even when I'm driving around I'm like things feel normal compared to like March and April of last year okay, so it's yeah. like very interesting but I work from home so I don't leave home anyway <laughs> um yeah. I I literally just work here and then I go to Chase's from time to time but yeah um so wrapping up here I have some rapid fire questions for you you already okay. answered favorite festival and I think I know what this is favorite subgenre trap <laughs> yep and then favorite artist it could be any artist like any artist that you're vibing to right now all-time favorite I'm gonna works. say Chromanichi because I've been Ooh. vibing hard with Chromanichi if you like lo-fi Ooh. definitely check him out I knew she was gonna come in you guys with the Rex today <laughs> Got you. um so you answered your favorite festival but a festival you can't wait to return to or you can't wait to, or you can't wait to try. Maybe you were like about to go, you had plans to go or something. Okay. Well, I'll say both. I okay. think a festival that I'm excited to return to, Wakan. Yeah. Hopefully it comes back. And then a festival I'm excited to go to. I was so excited for lightning in a bottle and I'm so upset. I you didn't. were going to go? It, it was my birthday. I, it was my 25th birthday, literally on my birthday. Wait, when's go. your birthday? May 20th. Okay. Mine's May 9th. So mine was on lightning in a bottle last year. That's why I was like, wait, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. um, lightning in a bottle, I was supposed to go for my birthday or something. Yeah. Did you get after, but. did you keep your ticket or did you, uh, give it back to them or refund it? It was like, I hadn't, I think I hadn't bought my ticket. Oh, yet. Okay. I had bought my flight or something and like, yeah. my, but I hadn't bought the ticket. So I yeah. just like never got it. That's so, so I definitely am going to go back. Yeah, the, I was supposed to go with Ashley Gauthier and like her whole group. I was like, I met her whole group via like text or whatever. I was obsessed with all of them because of her <laughs> vlogs that she has yes, with them. They're I so iconic. They're hilarious. And so I um I got in their whole text group. Like I was so excited and then everything got canceled. But like I was like, I'm so excited to meet you guys one day. But I was literally gonna fly into LA, get picked up by Ashley. Like we were all gonna go because I didn't know anyone else going. So that's great. We'll all get to like vibe together. I'm so excited for that festival. If it comes back, like when it comes back, I I'm hoping I bought a ticket and I donated it back to them because they sent oh, out good. they sent out a letter basically being like, if you get refunds or you keep your ticket, like we might go bankrupt. 
So I was like, honey, take my ticket because yeah. I want to be able to go one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so sad. yeah. So fingers crossed on that. Um, and then go to festival outfit or accessory. Why'd you do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, it's rapid fire. So it has to be quick. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm just going to go with what came to my mind, which is assless chaps, wow. <laughs> because I feel like they're underrated, but very. if you pair them with the correct thing, iconic, iconic, very, I have a pair. I wore them 2019. I think they're, they're very iconic pair. Um, and that is it for that rapid fire. Also, do you know your other signs besides being a Taurus? Yes. And I'm very into it. And I actually okay. have them on my wall because I'm Tea. obsessed, but I'm a Taurus sun. I'm okay. a Capricorn rising. Oh my God. Productivity is. And I am an Aquarius moon. Oh my goodness. I have a Capricorn rising. <laughs> you already know. What this is why we literally are why. <laughs> We're so similar. I have a Virgo moon and then that would make sense that you have an Aquarius moon. I could definitely sense that it's Aquarius season everyone now. So definitely can bask in that. Um, my roommate was an Aquarius. She's funny girl. (laughs) I loved her. They're wild. They're dope. Yeah. They're very wild. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I was just curious because I remembered, I was like, yeah, we're both Tauruses, but I've never met another Capricorn rising and Taurus sun actually I haven't either yeah love this well this was so great to have you on um to wrap up just plug where people can find you um any social media any of that awesome you can find me at Tate J underscore on IG I'm at earth season fairy but season s-z-n on twitter which I probably should change because it's unprofessional and then (laughs) I also have a YouTube channel that I am yes. very consistent about. But if you want to see me do random things and music related things, I'm Tate J, I think, on YouTube. Yeah, so. I think so. I'll link it all in the show notes, you guys. So be sure to go give her a follow, give her some love. If you guys ever have any questions, definitely reach out to her. Like, Please. even with music recommendations, I'm like, I'm going to be all up in her DMs, I feel like now. <laughs> But thank you so much again, Tate, for joining us. Sit tight, Tate, and let's vibe try, but we will be right back. Thank you. Thank you so much to Tate for joining me and vibing with me today. She is so awesome, you guys. So be sure to connect with her. I'll put all her info in the show notes. She's definitely an amazing member of our community to follow. And I just only see things getting bigger and brighter for her because she is such a light and she's involved in so many different things. So be sure to go check her out, send her some good vibes and everything like that. Um, If you guys did enjoy today's episode, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. I thank you so, so much for supporting me and supporting the podcast. I hope you guys have been enjoying them. There is lots more to come and I'm very excited. I feel like I'm really getting in a flow with this podcast again and it feels really, really good. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for vibing with me. I love you guys and I will see you guys in the next one. Stay vibey vibe tribe. Bye.